This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihil ladina stafa. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and blessings upon all his companions and blessings upon all of us until the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us acceptance. Honored ulama, dearest brothers and sisters in Islam, the verses we have read tonight are from three of the surahs of the Qur'an. We commenced this evening with the 24th chapter of the Qur'an completing Surah Al-Zumar, the surah which is named after the groups and the troops that shall be arriving on the day of Qiyamah. Every single ummah shall arrive with the prophet of that ummah and within the ummah there will be groups of people. Everyone will be in that group. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has told us in one narration in a hadith, he says, Al-mar'u ma'a man ahabba. A person shall be with whomsoever he loves on the day of Qiyamah. So, if you love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you shall definitely be with him. And if there are others whom you have preferred over him, then you may just be with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. The circle of friends we have in this world is very, very important. We need to have good people as our friends, not people with bad habits, not people who will slide us into regret on the day of Qiyamah. We've heard other verses, even in the 19th chapter, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, regarding those who will be oppressors, Allah says, they will hope that they had not taken others as friends besides the messenger, and besides those who reminded them of the message constantly. May Allah make us strong, may He make us from amongst those who can choose our friends correctly, so that they can help us. They can help us develop our good habits, and they can help us eradicate our bad habits inshallah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention right at the end of Surah Zumar, verses that we read tonight, the groups that will be arriving on the day of Qiyamah. And as they arrive, they will either be from amongst those who are fortunate or those who are unfortunate. And if they are from amongst those who are unfortunate, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as they come, the gatekeepers of Jahannam who will be ordered to open the doors of Jahannam will question them. The gatekeepers will be very surprised, saying, Did warners not come to you? Did reminders not come to you? Did people not come to you warning you of this day? And the answer will be, Yes, they did, but we were oblivious. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully puts it, وَسِيقَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَىٰ جَهَنَّمَ زُمَرًا The kuffar shall be driven into Jahannam in groups. حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءُوهَا فُتِحَتْ أَبْوَابُهَا When they get to Jahannam, the doors shall then be opened for that group and closed once the group enters. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ لَهُمْ خَزَنَتُهَا The gatekeepers of Jahannam will be asking a question as these people enter. أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ رُسُلٌ مِّن 
كُنْتُمْ يَتْلُونَ عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِ رَبِّكُمْ وَيُنْذِرُونَكُمْ لِقَاءَ يَوْمِكُمْ هَذَا Did messengers not come to you reciting the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and warning you that this day is definitely going to come? The answer will be, قَالُوا بَلَىٰ وَلَكِنْ حَقَّتْ كَلِمَةُ الْعَذَابِ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the answer. The kuffar will say, yes indeed, indeed messengers came to us. We know, we were told, the verses were read to us. But unfortunately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decision and decree has overtaken those. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decree for us that which is good. And may Allah save us. We've heard the verses, we hear them on a daily basis, we know the Qur'an. At times we are guilty of just reciting the Qur'an without wanting to understand it. And if we do understand it without wanting to put it into practice, we know what is right and wrong, but we need to ask ourselves, do we take heed? If we do, inshallah, we are heading in the right direction. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of those who are fortunate. May Allah make us from amongst them. Allah says, وَسِيقَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا رَبَّهُمْ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ زُمَرًا Those who were conscious of their Creator, those who were conscious of Allah in their life, shall be driven to Jannah also in groups. حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءُوهَا وَفُتِحَتْ أَبَوَابُهَا وَقَالَ لَهُمْ خَزَنَتُهَا On that day, when they shall arrive... To Jannah, the doors will be already opened. They shall find the doors open. And the gatekeepers of Jannah shall ask them also a question or shall communicate with them. Before I get to exactly what the gatekeepers shall tell us, inshallah, may Allah make us from amongst them, I need to make mention of the difference between those who will be entering Jahannam and those who will be entering Jannah. Do you know if you go to a prison, do you find the doors of the prison opened? No, they are closed. And as the inmates are being driven to the door in their, sh- in their chains and shackles, then the door is opened with full security, and as soon as these criminals enter, the door is closed. So Allah makes mention of that, that in Jahannam, when the kuffar arrive, notice, futihat abwabuha, which means the doors shall then be opened, and then closed. And when it comes to the believers, Allah says, وَفُتِحَتْ أَبْوَابُهَا Which means, they shall find the doors already open. When you have been invited to a palace, they are waiting for you with open doors. And they welcome you as you enter. وَقَالَ لَهُمْ خَزَنَتُهَا سَلَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ طِبْتُمْ فَدْخُلُوهَا خَالِدِينَ Amazing how... The gatekeepers of Jannah are going to say, Peace be upon you. Indeed, you are pure. You have done that which is good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who do that which is good and pure. It is not very easy. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Try. And in this 24th juz, a lot of the verses are connected to the day of Qiyamah. If you were to pick up the Qur'an, to flip the pages of the Qur'an, or to turn them, to read them, to understand them, you will see the 24th chapter of the Qur'an is full of descriptions of the day of Qiyamah, full of descriptions of how Jannah and Jahannam shall be, and what the discussions will be on that day between the criminals and those who will be fortunate. And 
those who are poor, those who are rich, the discussions they will have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of that. And Allah says that those who are fortunate on that day, they will be welcomed into Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. But prior to explaining this, and as I said, the surah is named after the verses that I've just read now, the groups, the groups who will be entering Jannah and Jahannam, Az-Zumar or Zumar, which means the groups precisely. Prior to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives good news to certain categories of people, certain groups of people in the same surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَبَشِّرْ عِبَادِ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقَوْلَ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ أَحْسَنَهُ أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ هَدَاهُمُ اللَّهُ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمْ أُولُو الْأَلْبَابِ Give good news to those worshippers of mine whom when they listen to anything they follow the best of what they've heard. This is a lesson for all of us. Whenever we hear things, some of what we hear will be correct. Some of what we hear will be incorrect. Some of what we hear will call us towards goodness. Some of what we hear will call us towards evil. Some of what we hear will be true. Some of what we hear will be rumor and false. It is our duty. Allah says, give good news to those who, when they listen to something, they follow the best of it only. They do not follow the worst and they do not follow that which is unacceptable. And Allah says, those are the ones whom Allah has rightly guided. Who are they? The ones whom when they listen, they, they do not just accept everything. There is a barrier in their minds and in their ears which stops evil from coming in and infiltrating. A few days ago I was speaking to one of the brothers and he was saying, and I'm going to share this, it's on a lighter note. He was saying when we had a talk and we mentioned a few points about the women folk, he says, you know what, you should remind the women folk to plug one side of the ears so that the speech will go in and it won't come out. So what I want to say here, not to plug one side, we all need to have, just like we strain the tea leaves, we need to strain the information that goes into our minds. That which is right must be filtered in, it must be allowed to go in. That which is unacceptable, just like we throw the tea leaves out, we need to throw that out as well. So no plugs inshallah, but a strainer in the middle. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all understanding. That's what we learn. Allah says, those are the ones who are intelligent. They are the ones with, with wisdom, with sound intellect. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. And remember, this ayah is not mentioned in Surah Al-Zumar for nothing. It is not a coincidence. It is mentioned in Surah Al-Zumar because if we want to join the group that is going into Jannah, these are the qualities we need. Amazing. We need to watch out what we listen to. Someone tells you, contaminates you, do not allow yourself to be contaminated. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Then Allah says, now the best speech is the Quran. So after mentioning that those who are fortunate, those who are intelligent, they are the ones who filter what comes into their ears. Allah says, Allahu nazzala ahsan al-hadithi kitaban mutashabiha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the best, the best book, the best speech was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A book 
that has similar verses, yet the lessons from those similar verses are different. As I've explained, there is no repetition in the Qur'an without purpose. If there is repetition, there is a purpose behind the repetition. Why is this verse repeated? Allah knows why. And sometimes we may know why, and sometimes we may not know why. But we should know that it is Allah's wisdom that dictates repetition in the Qur'an. It is not in vain. So Allah says, and he describes now the Qur'an. And he describes the reaction of the true believers when the Qur'an is read. Sometimes, you know, we are standing in taraweeh. And mashallah, we are counting the raka'at and we say, oh, 16 down. Alhamdulillah, 4 to go. Then we get up and we feel now 2 to go. Oh, and the last raka'at, we have a smile on our faces because we know it's about to finish. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, yes, that those thoughts are because of our weakness. We know that. That word, kalamullah. We must never get tired of that word, inshallah. May Allah grant us the ability to read it correctly, to listen to it correctly, to understand it, to put it into practice, and to teach it to others, inshallah. Allah says, تَقَشَعِرُّ مِنْهُ جُلُودُ الَّذِينَ يَخْشَوْنَ رَبَّهُمْ The skins of those who fear their Rabb shiver when they hear the Qur'an. ثُمَّ تَلِينُ جُلُودُهُمْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Thereafter, the skin of those who fear their Rabb and are conscious of their Rabb softens for the obedience of Allah. Which means the Qur'an automatically should drive us to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm sure every single one of us is so happy tonight being inshallah a major night. In the month of Ramadan, and we've engaged in 20 rakats of taraweeh, alhamdulillah, we are sitting listening to the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may He accept us on this eve, may He grant us forgiveness on this eve, inshallah. If it makes us happy, that's a good sign, inshallah. If it brings a smile to us, that is a good sign, it's a sign of iman. And if we become irritated with the verses of the Qur'an, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ شْمَأَزَّتْ قُلُوبُ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرَةِ Allah says, when Allah is mentioned, and when Allah's verses are mentioned, those who don't genuinely and truly believe in the Akhirah, they become irritated and their hearts do not even want to listen to the message. May Allah not make us from amongst those. So the litmus test is, how do I feel when I am reminded of the verses of the Qur'an? How do I feel when, I, when the verses of the Qur'an are read in front of me? Does it cause goosebumps? If it does, that is a good sign. It's a sign of Iman. Does it make me cry? If it does, it's a good sign. Does it make me remorseful? Does it make me regretful of the evil I may have done? That is a sign of Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us strong and steadfast. Remember, never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tonight, in the next surah, we read the verse known as the verse of ultimate hope. The greatest hope ever given in the whole Qur'an. We read the verse tonight. And inshallah I'm going to get to that. Let me complete with Surah Zumar. They always tell me, why do you advertise the verse and then mention it later? Well, we need to, and obviously for myself and yourselves, we need to create the thirst to wait for that particular verse. So that at least by that time, we can have created some space in our hard drives to accept that verse inshallah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Zumar makes mention of, in fact in the same surah, you see it's my mistake, we are all human beings, in the same surah is the verse of hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
And this is prior to the verse of, verse of hope. Allahu yatawaffa al-anfusa heena mawtiha wal-lati lam tamut fi manamiha fayumsiku al-lati qada alayha al-mawta wa yursilu al-ukhra ila ajalim musamma Allah speaks of how He takes the souls out of the bodies. He says, those whom I have written death for, I remove the souls from the bodies. And I also remove the souls from the bodies of those who are asleep. This is what the Quran says in Surah Zumar. Which means whenever we are asleep, the souls are removed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How precisely? We don't know. But we know it is not death. And this is why the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa when you are awakening somebody... You should do that very lightly and gently. Sometimes if, somebody, if you scream, one might get up with a sweat or with a fright and the heartbeat will, the, the, the pulse will be very high. The heartbeat will be very, very hard and fast. Why? Because we did not get that person up correctly. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us through the messenger, whenever we are getting somebody up, try and get them up lightly. And you know, today we have clocks. They start off with a light sound and then... Alhamdulillah, they, after a few beeps, they, be, they become louder and louder and louder so that we actually get up smoothly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us on the day of Qiyamah. It is more important to get up smoothly on the day of Qiyamah. That is what inshallah will make us all ultimately happy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those whom I have written death for in their sleep, I keep that soul. I don't send it back. From this, the Prophet ﷺ has informed us that the easiest death is for the one who dies in his sleep. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an easy death. Because the pangs of death are less. The sakarat are less. Because if a person dies in his sleep, the soul was already partially or it was already out in a different way, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps it. But for someone who's awake and feels that soul leaving at the point of death, it is slightly more difficult. We are all, we are all mortals. And we are all going to pass away. May Allah make it easy for us the day we go. May He grant us beautiful words on our tongues as we leave. And never may He make us from amongst those who lose hope. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the verse of hope. And He says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inform all my worshippers who have transgressed against themselves beyond limits, that they should never, ever lose hope in my mercy. I, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shall forgive every sin for as long as the person engages in tawbah. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most forgiving, most merciful, and He is reminding myself and yourselves never to lose hope in His mercy, the one who loses hope in the mercy of Allah is insulting His own Creator. If the Creator says, don't lose hope in my mercy, and we are losing hope, we are definitely insulting his qualities and his names. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us entry into Jannah through his mercy. He says he is merciful. And we indeed believe that he is the most merciful. And each one of us are, is in need of his mercy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us. Never should we lose hope. But the very next verse reminds us that don't 
lean on this hope to the degree that you continue committing sin thinking that now Allah is going to forgive me. Allah says, وَأَنِيبُوا إِلَىٰ رَبِّكُمْ وَأَسْلِمُوا لَهُ مِن قَبْلِ أَن يَأْتِيَكُمُ الْعَذَابُ ثُمَّ لَا تُنصَرُونَ Turn to Allah and surrender to His command before it is too late, then you shall not be assisted. So what that means is, whenever you are reminded to turn to Allah, you should turn immediately. In fact, on a daily basis, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us success. And then don't think, oh, Allah has not forgiven me. Why do we have to think that? Never has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turned back sincere tawbah. Never. The, so many ahadith prove to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting for us. On a daily basis, at night He waits for those who have committed sin during the day. إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِاللَّيْلِ لِيَتُوبَ مُسِيءُ النَّهَارِ وَيَبْسُطُ يَدَهُ بِالنَّهَارِ لِيَتُوبَ مُسِيءُ اللَّيْلِ حَتَّى تَطْلُعَ الشَّمْسُ مِنْ مَغْرِبِهَا The Prophet says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waits for those who have committed sin by day. He waits for them at night to seek forgiveness. And he waits by day for those who have committed sin by night to seek forgiveness. How many of us seek forgiveness? Then again, we must also know that once we have sought forgiveness we need to rectify ourselves the intention must be clean may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us forgiveness and in surah al-zumar the last verse I'd like to mention is when Allah describes how the trumpet shall be blown and everything shall be destroyed then the trumpet will be blown again and everything shall be brought up back to life for reckoning may Allah grant us an easy day on that day then the very next surah has two names it is known as Surat Ghafir because of the opening verses. The forgiver, the one who forgives. Look, after the hope, Allah has mentioned Surah Ghafir. The one who forgives. And the opening verses, Ghafir The one who forgives sin and the one who accepts repentance. Those are the qualities that are mentioned in the opening verses. Let us turn to Allah. Look at how many times He's inviting us. Yet He does not need us. We are in need of Him. May Allah grant us rectification, inshaAllah. So, the other name of the surah is Suratul Mu'min. Surah of the believer. Why is it called a surah of the believer? Because there is mention of a story of a certain man within the family of Fir'aun who happened to believe in Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and he was a soul believer. He was a soul believer. And Allah says, what this man told the rest of his family members is repeated in the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls him Rajulum Mu'min. وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ مِّنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ يَكْتُمُ إِيمَانًا Definitely a person, a man who had been hiding his iman from amongst the family of Fir'aun had said, and what did he say? He invited all his people. Oh my people, I am warning you of punishment that will come to you just like it came to Ad and Thamud and those before you. Be careful, turn to Allah. Oh my people, I am not asking anything of you. Oh my people, I am calling you to, towards Jannah. Do not call me towards Jahannam. And so many of these messages of this man are mentioned in this surah. For that reason, the surah has another name known as Surah Al-Mu'min. And we need to learn from this. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was comforted by this because he knew that there are people 
amongst his companions who will always support the cause and who will always sacrifice their lives for the cause of Islam and for the cause of spreading this deen. Remember, Islam is the most peaceful religion. We are prohibited from forcing people to enter the fold of Islam. Total prohibition in the Quran. But through our character, through our conduct, through our discussions, through our invitations, we then shall call people towards the goodness. Let them be convinced of it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left open a huge door of calling towards goodness. May He use us to call towards goodness, but primarily may He make us from amongst those who are engaged in goodness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention in that surah of his forgiveness and the fact that the angels make dua for all of us believers. The angels make dua for all the believers. What is the dua of the angels? They are making the dua right now. And they continuously make dua for us. We need to learn from this. How blessed are we? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the dua of the angels. Rabbana وَسِعْتَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ رَحْمَةٍ وَعِلْمًا فَاغْفِرْ لِلَّذِينَ تَابُوا وَاتَّبَعُوا سَبِيلَكَ وَقِهِمْ عَذَابَ الْجَحِيمِ O oh Allah, your mercy encompasses everything. Your knowledge encompasses everything. Ya Allah, forgive those who are seeking forgiveness. Ya Allah, forgive those who are seeking forgiveness. Save them from the punishment of Jahannam. Rabbana wa adkhilhum jannati adnin allati wa'attahum. Oh, our Rabb, the angels are saying. Let them enter. Let who enter? Those who are seeking forgiveness. Let them enter Jannah as you have promised them. And their fathers and their wives and their family members and their offspring. Let them enter Jannah, Ya Allah. And they continue to say, What a powerful dua. Oh Allah, the angels are saying, Save them from and protect them from sin and from evil. Amazing. The angels are making a dua, and Allah is mentioning that dua in the surah of mercy. And Allah is saying, look, part of my mercy, even the angels are making dua for you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on all of us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the day of Qiyamah and the announcement that He shall make on the day of Qiyamah. What is the announcement? لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ for whom is the dominion today? Who does this day belong to? Allah is going to ask. Who is the owner of this day? Who is the owner of absolutely everything today? And the answer will come solely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most powerful. And Allah will say, La on this day, there shall be absolutely no oppression whatsoever. Justice to the highest degree. No bribery, no corruption, no coming in through the side door, nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the next surah, and I told you all these surahs in the 24th Jews are describing the day of Qiyamah. Those who will be disbelievers on that day will communicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will say, 
وقال الذين كفروا ربنا أرنا الذين أضلانا من الجن والإنس نجعلهما تحت أقدامنا ليكونا من الأسفلين أو أو رب The kuffar will say, show us those from jinn and mankind who led us astray so that we can put them beneath our feet so that they can be from amongst those who are downtrodden. It will be too late on that day. It will be too late. We need to understand. There might be people in our circle of friends who are leading us astray. Become conscious of it now. If you have to change your circle of friends or you've got to give them guidance, don't be shy. For a day shall come when... We may regret having been shy. We may regret having fallen into the wrong company. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also makes mention of in the next surah which is surah Fussilat. And surah Fussilat also has two names. Fussilat means the book wherein everything has been made very clear. Everything has been explained. That is the meaning of Fussilat. The opening verses, Kitabun Fussilat Ayatuh. The book which the verses or the book, the verses of which are very, very clear, very detailed. They need no further explanation for those who have solid iman. Remember, whatever Allah has informed us about, we need it. Whatever He did not inform us about, we don't need it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. The other name of the same surah is Surah Hamim As-Sajda. The reason is, there is a sajda. We fell prostrate. Do you know why we fell prostrate tonight? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about those who worship the sun. And Allah says, the sun and the moon are only signs of Allah. So do not prostrate to the sun. Do not prostrate to the moon. Fall prostrate to the one who has created the sun and the moon. And we immediately fell prostrate. Alhamdulillah. May Allah accept it from us. And may Allah... Write our names as being from amongst those who prostrate solely for him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If you are not going to prostrate, then don't worry, we don't need you. We have others who will prostrate for us and who are prostrating for us. And the angels continuously prostrate for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I have mentioned in the past, some of these verses, we cannot read them because if we recite them, we've got to prostrate once again. We don't mind doing that, but inshallah, we can do that later on at home inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. And I end inshallah with a dua where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the true believers. And the fact that they always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or in fact they always say that our Rabb is Allah. Our Rabb is Allah. Those who say that our Rabb is Allah. And thereafter, they are steadfast. They are on the path. They remain solid on the path. And they constantly make mention of the fact that our Rabb is Allah. Allah says, for them, the angels will descend, giving them glad tidings. What are the glad tidings? Do not be afraid. Do not be sad. And you are given glad tidings of Jannah. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he speaks of the pious. And he speaks of those who have sacrificed, those who have kept themselves upright. He says, by the power of Allah, the angels will inform them of their abode in Jannah. 
just prior to death. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. They will see the angels of mercy rather than the angels of punishment. You know at the point of Sakarat, may Allah save us, those who will come to take out the soul will either be those with a good image or those with a bad image. The angels will either be angels who will scare us to pieces or they will be angels who will create a smile on our faces when we see them and they will be dressed in white and they will come to us and they will inform us that we have come to remove your soul right at the last minute and then we would smile and inshallah may Allah grant us that shahada on our tongues that as the soul departs we will not regret having been the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those who have been obedient and as for those whom the angels of punishment come in it becomes very difficult. They begin to utter words of swearing, words of curse. May Allah not do that to us. May Allah grant us Jannah. And may Allah use us on this eve also to make lots of dua for, for the sake of the betterment of the entire ummah, inshallah, and ourselves as well. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallahumma, bihamdika, nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka.